Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. Stop. Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Remember when you used to do jokes right here? I know, but then you started complaining about the jokes. I know. That's our gimmick, though. Like, you do jokes, and I was like, that was horrible, Joe. And then when they are horrible, you're like, I know, and we can move on. I've had some ideas, too. I've had some ideas, but I'm like, oh, what's the point? What's the point of life? Um, I'm actually, this is really weird for me right now. So I accidentally, like, this is not a story, by the way. (laughs) I mean, it is a story, but I accidentally uh, left my headphones in my pants in the washer And I was like, ugh, these are so done. They're not going to work. But they work. But now, like, my right channel is a little bit higher than my left channel. Okay. And I sound like I'm underwater. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how did you just do that? (laughs) I just moved my lips when I was talking. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're like Michael Winslow. (laughs) Really? Second week in a row with the Michael Winslow joke? Is that two weeks in a row? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm a big Michael Winslow fan. How can I say? I can't. Um, I can't deny it. Just before I came home, I went to the liquor store. Um, before I came into my house, because you're a drunk. And the guy at the liquor store, he knows me. It's like right next to my house, so like mm-hmm. I go there frequently. And when I walk in, there is a paramedic um, buying like I don't know Red Bull or something yeah. in front of me. He mm-hmm. like nobody was injured. He was just like buying something at the liquor store. It'd be and, horrible if someone was injured and he was buying shit. He was like, look, I know you broke your arm, but I need to get me some beef jerky and a Red Bull. <laughs> and so the, the liquor store man, he says to the ambulance driver, you know, I keep trying to get these hobos not to call you. And I was like, what? what? And there's a woman behind me. She was like, what? He was like, these hobos just want a sandwich or some, some attention. So I keep telling them when they come in and say, hey, call 911. I'm like. Do you really need 911? <laughs> what? And I was like, oh, you're a doctor now? And he was like, no, I just know these guys don't need help. One guy came in here and told me he was injured, and I just gave him a napkin, and he was fine. You know what? This is a weird one, though, because here's the problem. I do know that 911 is clogged with these kinds of calls, and they sure. send a whole unit out there because you have to do it just in case. You never know. But then... You know, meanwhile, your poor little grandma is that legitimately has a heart attack, and they're like, "Oh, we can't because some hobo wants attention." Right, but I, my point is, the guy at the liquor store is suddenly a doctor and can say which hobo needs attention and which hobo needs serious medical attention. Oh, uh, well, that's true too. You know, I don't know. It was just kind of funny, and the woman behind me was like livid. She was so mad. Well, um, that's just <laughs> she. She was like legitimately mad at the guy. 
She was like, you're supposed to call 911 if somebody says call 911 for me. And he was just like, no, you don't know. And I was like standing, literally standing in between them. But also like my opinion was between the two of them too. I kind of like this guy. I may not agree (laughs) with him, but I like that he doesn't like buckle under the PC people in uh, your area. He's He's an interesting cat for sure. What's up in LA? What what do you got going on? Okay. How have you been? So last Monday, I decided to go to uh, my men, my gay men's group therapy. Okay? Oh right. Now I haven't been in a long time, a really we, long time. We could tell, yeah. Yeah. Ew. Oh, don't go try for another laugh. With you got a compliment. Now you're you're chasing the joke. Anyway, uh, jo- the Joe is mentally um. Joe needs mental help is always a good joke and always works. Yeah, I guess it's up there with the Mike Shush's people in the audience. Right. The um I'm sure there's other ones. I have I have a bunch of go to jokes. Okay. I know. So anyway, um I go to men's group for the first time in a long time. And it's the week of Halloween, and because I haven't gone in a long time, I'm not on the list to be called if it gets canceled. So actually, as I'm walking up to the office, I'm like, ugh, this thing, if this is canceled, I'll be so pissed, right? No, sure enough, it's not canceled. Somebody that uh, goes to men's group is in the office, but he's in a full costume. (laughs) He's dressed as a sailor, and he has, like, a dish in his hands. He goes, oh, Joe. Long time no see. Um, where's your costume? Where's uh your uh your food? Today's like the potluck Halloween party. Oh no! And I was like, what? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was going there for like real shit, and he they're having a costume party, potluck, right? Okay. And he goes, oh, and the Tuesday people are gonna be here. And I was like, Tuesday people, because you know, uh, men's group meets on Mondays. Oh, so it's a whole new set of folks. Yeah, so I was a whole like, new set of crazy. Yeah, no, they're not crazy. <laughs> um, no, come on, not nice. Okay, so I go into the room. Right, I'm actually at this point kind of excited that there's a Tuesday group because I'm like, oh, well, if I can't make Mondays sometimes, I can go on Tuesdays. You know, right. uh, I walk into the Tuesday group. First of all, everyone's wearing costumes. Okay. Like, there's the guy that I knew, he was in a sailor's outfit. There's another guy that I know who's, like, this very large, tall African-American man, and he's dressed in a full-on, elaborate uh, penguin outfit. Okay. The therapist is dressed as Captain America. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, like, these, like, and these are, like, elaborate costumes. They're gay, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, The Tuesday people were there. I find out the Tuesday is the transgender meeting. Okay. They were all there, every single one of them. There's like eight of them. Sexy witches. Wait, they were all sexy witches? Every single one of them. Was it planned? No. Joe, that was planned. No. All sexy witches. Which <laughs> eight eight people don't come up with the exact um, same I costume. Think, I think eight transgender women come up with uh sexy witches. Yes. <laughs> Were they all like their own version of a yeah, sexy yeah, witch? Yeah, they were like... all their own version of the sexy witch. Okay. Like all strapless dresses, very form-fitting, pointy hat. Like it's just that. Everybody was a sexy witch. Mike, this was a very eye-opening meeting for me. I loved it. I've never really been around a lot of transgender people. I've been around drag queens, 
I learned so much about transgender people. Like what terms were offensive, what terms weren't offensive. What so kind wait, of... did you guys like actually do group therapy? It wasn't just potluck, look at my costume? That's, it's so funny. That's what you say. So we, so there's always a check-in, okay, where you state your name and your emotion and your high point and low point of the week. And mm-hmm. we went around the room and we did that. It's that like, like an instant gratification episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were flash questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, of course, it ended with everybody being drunk and burping. Okay. <laughs> so um, at, after the check-in, which actually took a long time because there were so many people, then there was a small mixer, like a social with food and drink, and um, which I have a question for you about this. So we get to the mixer, right? I'm very much of the sort, and I think you would agree with me. I was like, I didn't bring anything, so I'm not going to have anything. Right. All I had was like the um, medical facility provided tea. Yeah. Right. That's probably what I would do, too. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't bring anything. I'm not going to have anything. Maybe I would like if things are dying down and there's tons of stuff, maybe I would grab like a cookie or something like Mike at the end of that's so funny that you say that there was a ton of stuff left over after the mixer and um, we were sitting down talking and and the therapist was like, please take food. You know, I don't want to take it home. And so I grabbed a couple cookies during the session. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so now after the mixer, now we have the real group therapy. It was an extra long session. It was three hours. Whoa. So then we have the real session where the therapist- Did you go into it knowing it was going to be three hours? No, that was the other thing too. I thought it was going to be a usual hour and a half, 90 minutes. It went three hours. So I was like, whatever, right? Got my money's worth. So now they have the real session. It was very good. That's where I learned about, you know, what kind of questions were appropriate for transgender people, what kind of questions were inappropriate. Um, you know, I, it, it really was, it, it, they should have really just called it, this is what it's like to be transgender, because they had no questions for us. Right. Okay. But what's funny is people were sharing their stories. And there'd be one, you know, there'd be a, oh, 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 I'm sorry. So the therapist had totally decorated the room in Halloween decorations, which I think is kind of weird to have at a medical facility. <laughs> Tombstones. Yeah, like R.I.P. Skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, that was weird. But he also had blown up like a bunch, like a bunch of orange and black balloons. And they were just scattered around the room. Mm-hmm. So as the meeting was going on, people were like kicking them and hitting them and like basically playing balloon volleyball with each other across the room. Mm-hmm. But this would go on as someone would be like share, like giving their testimony and sharing very deep personal experiences. And they'd be like, and you know, my father totally didn't accept me. And then you hear like, and like a balloon just <laughs> flies across the room and at one point hit one of them in the face. That's weird. Yeah, and it would just go across the room the whole time, and no one was saying this was weird or anything. Well, nobody's thinking, like, maybe I should just keep my hands down no. and not play volleyball for a couple of minutes? No, no. That's weird. No. So, anyway, did you know what cisgender was? No. S-I-S? I think it's C-I-S or C-Y-S or something like that for some reason. I found out that's the gender you are born with. So, let's oh. say, for instance, well, here's the funny thing. I think I can say without question, almost all of them, with the exception of maybe one of the transgendered women, was lesbian. So they are living as a woman and date women? Yes. Okay. Um, Which I think is pretty common. 
Yeah, I think it, I, that's the impression I was getting too. And one of the women was there with her wife. Okay. And the wife was born a woman. So this person was explaining to us that when, so when she would introduce herself, she would be like, I am a transgendered woman and this is my wife. She's a cisgender woman. Oh, like born a woman. Yes. And her, like, that is really fascinating. I learned so much, though. And what's funny is, I'm going to say after a minute, like literally 60 seconds of walking in the room, and I and I got the temperature of the room, I was like, oh, these are women. Like, I never, I never thought to myself, oh, these are men dressed as women, or these are something weird. Well, these are just women in the room with us. Does mm. that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one of the women works in a very masculine job, mm-hmm. and she was talking about how now when clients come in to this particular field that she comes works in, when she says things about that she has literally over 10 years of experience with knowledge about, they just don't believe her. Because she's a woman. Because she's a woman. Huh. So I related it to what um, – I have this cousin Richard. He's gay, and he's a week younger than I am. And he is really well-versed in Chicano studies, and he's had lessons with me, which will come up later, by the way. It can be annoying, about white privilege and whatnot. And one of the things is that white men just get believed more, right? People just believe them when they say things. And so I brought that up. I brought up Richard's point. And another more experienced transgender woman expressed that that was something that she had to deal with that was very difficult for her. Like, because she had lived in this world where she everything she said was believed. Sure. And then she had to go to a world where people just doubted everything she said because she was a woman. That's difficult. Yeah. Welcome to my universe. What's going on with you? Um, what do I want to tell you? Well, speaking of getting believed for no reason, I went and spoke to a UCSF Cal Berkeley med school class on Monday. Um, and I was worried beforehand. They just wanted to – I just talked for an hour about um, diabetes and my diagnosis and, like, my personal story and living with it. So it was just, like, patient perspective on these, like – it was the the classes of first-year med school class for this program, this joint program for the two schools. And I was worried because I had a full hour. And when I got there, like, an hour passed and we were out of time already. Oh like, it went so quickly. Can so, that person please show up to the mini episodes? <laughs> we just need to talk about me. I'm really good at it. Um, they had a lot of really cool questions, too. But So that happened on Monday. And then also on Monday, I was at work. And it was in the afternoon, after lunch. Everyone's kind of quiet and, like, really focused. And the office is pretty mellow. And then all of a sudden, I hear... <laughs> like f- pretty loud from my uh coworker's computer have you ever wondered the difference between penises in porn and penises in real life and like oh what was I the answer lo- i look over and she's like fumbling with all of her stuff like hitting her computer trying to plug her earphones in like totally freaked out so it turns out she clicked this link to find out the difference but she didn't know that when she clicked it that it was an ac- it was actually a video. Uh, so a video loaded at full volume. <laughs> but what was the difference? What was the answer? She stopped it. We didn't get to see uh, it. In fact, she was so embarrassed, she like got up and left the room. 
Oh my god. Yeah, she was like, I'm sorry, I just I thought it was a, a link, I was just gonna read it, but I know it's not appropriate. Like she thought it she was like really embarrassed. It was so funny. <laughs> What's funny too is like nobody cares. Like nobody in this office is caring that she's looking about the difference, you know? I care. I wanna know the answer. Yeah. I know if for you'd be like the men in porn are smaller. <laughs> Uh, all right. uh, what else is happening with you, Joey? Well, first of all, because this kind of transitions into my story, is Halloween one of your stories? No. Oh, how was your Halloween? Halloween was good. I dressed up as Richard Simmons, mm-hmm. um, and it was a good time. Um, I didn't do anything too wild, so that's I- it. I was supposed to go with Michael of Michael and Julia to West Hollywood. And as you probably know, Mike, but I don't know if the rest of the country knows or the world that West Hollywood goes off on Halloween. It's <laughs> insane, right? The yeah. West Hollywood Carnival, which, by the way, this is not one of my news stories because I had too many news stories this week. I saw that some man caught on fire. At the, what at the parade yeah spontaneously like he was they don't just know. too fabulous they don't, they don't know what caused it he probably i'm gonna guess he like was covered in liquor and somebody lit a cigarette near him here's what i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess out of the corner of his eye he saw like lady gaga and madonna and barbara streisand walking down the street and, and just... really believed it was them and just got too excited okay <laughs> so i'm gonna guess that he was wearing hot pants but he misinterpreted what hot pants are supposed to be, and his hot pants were flammable of some sort. Okay. I'm going to guess that he found out that there was a 50% off sale at Abercrombie & Fitch and a 75% off sale at H&M, and he just couldn't decide, and he caught on fire. And then he just went to Hollister. Okay. Um, all right. So my Halloween, and this is not even one of my stories. Maybe I'll just I'll make it all one story. Um, do we need to talk about how I was supposed to go to Halloween with Michael of Michael and Julia? Because he was like, oh, uh, Julia will give us a ride to the par- uh, to the parade. She's pregnant, right? She's pregnant. She doesn't want to go. And we'll just park at our house and it'll be great. And I was like, awesome. And then I'm texting with Michael that day. I'm like, what's the plan? And he was like, okay, remember, the only re- I don't like going to this thing. The only reason, the only attractive thing about me going was that I was getting a ride to the thing. I didn't want to deal with parking. I go, what's the deal? And he goes, eh, yeah, I'm totally down. I want to go. And I was like, great. You know what, though? I'm at work already. I'm at Doheny and Beverly. Um, Why don't you just come here and meet me here? And I was like, that's in West Hollywood? That's the last place I want to be? And he was super confused why I didn't want to go there and park by there. So I just mm. didn't go. I did nothing. Ew. I was super. T- nothing at all? No. I just stayed home. Did you hand out candy? Turned off all the lights <laughs> and just hid. Masturbated. Masturbated. I actually didn't masturbate. But um, what did I do? Have you noticed since, I mean, hypothetically speaking, there's a lot of like costume porn on XTube now, like right after Halloween. It's so weird. Like, it, And then Christmas stuff is coming up too. I think that's really weird. Like I, f- I shy away from it. I don't use XTube. Yeah, me neither. So gross. Well, no, is this really annoying? Why? 
It's always the same videos, but maybe you're saying there's costume. Costume, costumes don't turn me on. I'm not turned on me by either. costumes. Sometimes they even stupid. creep me out. They, they creep me out. out. Yeah, I don't need to see Finn fucking Jake from Adventure Time or whatever weird thing they put on there. I don't, I'm not into that. Yeah. Even though I think I could see having sex with a guy in a furry costume. Really? That's not a thing I'm into, but I could see doing it just for shits and giggles. I think it would be like By the too... way, that's a literally a position I do. Shits and giggles. It's, <laughs> I laugh as I give them anal. I think it would be like too funny. Like I, I could not take it serious. Let me put it this way. Unless the person was also like tongue in cheek, sort of like... You know what I mean? Like making it... Tongue-in-cheek is another sexual position that I do. That's what I call rim job. I kind of softballed that one to you. Softball is another position I do. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Like if the guy's taking this like furry costume so seriously, I'm. it's funny to me. Anyway, that's my story. What, what else is going on with you? Well, I was supposed to go to a birthday party today, and the party was in the city. So I went to uh, a pretty big IMAX AMC in San Francisco at the Metreon. Something like that. It's this mall in San Francisco. And um, I saw Gravity um, in 3D. It was actually really good, but um, I'll save that for my movie review podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, On the aisle with Mike and Joe. Mike, we should do a movie review. <laughs> we should do Sit on this Crucifix. <laughs> we should do, oh, We should definitely do that. We, You know what it should be is we play different characters like... You know, Reich and Roe or something like that. And we're complete opposites of who we are. But um So I play like a Joe character and you play a Mike character? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh we should think about that. Anyway, um So I went to the city, I saw a movie, and then I was in the city and the birthday party was um in Castro, so I was like gonna hang around, but it was like seriously, I would have to hang around for like four hours. But it also didn't make sense to come back to Oakland. I just didn't know what I was going to do. So I was like kind of dilly-dallying, me and Rod Kyle, and we're walking a little bit. And we went to lunch, and then we were walking by the Asian Art Museum. And it's the day where it's all free. Mm -hmm. So we walked the art museum. And I don't really have much to say, though. We had a really interesting conversation about, I guess, race kind of. But like um, I brought up like some of the the artifacts in there that we're looking at are like centuries old, right? Like, or just really old shit. And, um, you can find a lot of that stuff at like pier one, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously not like obviously replicas of it, but like we had an interesting conversation. So I was like curious if that like was offensive and he's, I don't, I'm very, the, the conversations we have about race are very like eye opening to me. I feel like, I might be protected by my my race a little bit that I don't really understand. I don't even really speak the language of, you know, why these things might be offensive. Like I I certainly understand why they might be. Um, and he he had an interesting point um, that if it's like religious, if there's like religious connotations, and then they're selling them to people that aren't using them that way, that that's offensive. And he brought up like those, like Virgin Mary bracelets and stuff how that that could be considered offensive do you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was interesting um that's all i have though oh that's like a fun little weekend though so you didn't go to the party 
No, I just didn't go. And it's my coworker, so I have to see her tomorrow, and I have oh, to explain no. why. I'm such a flake. Um. Okay. Uh. What's going on in San Francisco? Um. Well, there was a JetBlue flight that was coming from uh, Long Beach, and it was en route to San Francisco Airport, and a passenger on the plane had made some sort of threatening statement. The the spokeswoman for the JetBlue flight isn't saying what it what the statement was. Maybe it's like. Got a pretty nice plane here. Be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> well, I was thinking. So, anyways, they landed. The person got uh, arrested when they were landed. Cause when they landed, nobody was injured. Nothing on the plane was weird. Um, they got like a. They inspected the plane afterward after the person was escorted off. But like, mm-hmm. um, I thought, what if the person said something like so innocuous that was just taken the wrong way? Like, man, I am so tired, I just want to crash, or something like that. Or, like, <laughs> the movie they're playing is, like, The Bomb. This movie's The Bomb. Yeah. No? But what do you, like, what do you say on a plane that gets you arrested when it lands? I'm going to blow this plane up. You really think that someone is that stupid to say Mike, something? Mike, have like you that? seen all these videos? People are crazy on these videos. Crazy. And they go, they lose their minds over the stupidest shit. And they'll say crazy ass shit. People are crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've I just recently saw somebody like blow up at um at a the woman that works at this like sandwich shop in Berkeley, and it was like like you saw this in person or yeah 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 oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah. But it and it wasn't like there were no threats made, nothing nothing like that. But it was like seriously something ridiculous like he wanted mustard but she misunderstood twice that he did not want mustard like something ridiculous like that and he was like already paid for his stuff but didn't want to take it because he was so mad that they couldn't get mustard i don't on get this i don't get this outright rage that people have when they go to food places and it's not done correctly i can see being annoyed I'm like Ugh, yeah. i'm not coming back to this place again or they always miss up my order but i see people fly into an absolute rage which is so funny because you're gonna eat again like four hours later <laughs> true and also like have you never messed up at your job never like, you just relax. And then, who loses? You get so mad because of a mustard, you're going to leave the sandwich and leave? You already paid for it. Who loses right now? But they think that they're teaching you a lesson. I know. that's right. what. But that's what I'm saying. People are crazy. And also, from my days as a barista, I remember people getting so angry at me over ridiculous shit that they would, like, storm out and leave and not get what they wanted. And we just laugh. Those are stories you just remember and laugh at. Like, somebody got mad at me once because he wanted um, an iced Americana with no water, which coincidentally is also my drink. And he he was mad that when you put hot espresso over ice, it's going to melt some of the ice. He was like, I wanted no water. And so I was like, well, hot espresso over ice, some of the ice is going to melt. And he was like, I fucking know what happens to ice when it melts. Like, just ridiculous. And who wins? I don't know. I, I, I never understand that. It's I my my dad suffers from that. Like he freaked really? out. Yes. Well, he doesn't go into rage where he yells at people. But like he, I think I feel like his morning was ruined the other day because the breakfast burrito had potatoes in it. <laughs> and he was like, well, 
there goes my day. They had potatoes in my breakfast burrito. I, you know what? I know a lot of people that just get so focused on being unhappy about one small mundane thing that they cannot f- function properly for a couple of hours. What, um, what's the tea in LA? I'm telling you, this was a crazy ass week for LA. I have so many news stories that I was out of control. I'm once again inviting anyone who listens that if you want to follow the news stories I collect during the week and you have the Flipboard app, subscribe to Catching Up in LA. That's what it's called. It's a magazine I created. It's really for myself to I collect stories. I should maybe stories. make one. Yeah. And then yeah. I can collect stories. Yeah. It makes it super easy when it's time to do it. But I anyway, should do Catching Up San Francisco. You should do Catching Up in LA and you'd compete with me. <laughs> so anyway you just steal my stories yeah. okay so um catching up yeah you should do catching up in san francisco that'd be great or i could like um if i could just subscribe to yours and read the stories before and then make all these corrections on the facts actually joe you should fact, please the facts were you'll do my job i don't i don't, I don't want to take notes on the facts so what's up in L.A.? Okay. So I guess I have to talk about the two biggest stories, even though there were a number of great ones. Right. Well, LAX is a big one. LAX shooting. Right? Yeah. Um, there was a shooting in LAX. Uh, for those people who don't know, on Friday morning, a man named Paul Anthony Ciancia just walked in with a rifle into the Terminal 3 and went to a TSA agent and just shot him and killed him. I am disgusted. Like, how many times do we have to hear this synopsis? A mentally ill guy buys guns and ammunition and mm-hmm. goes on a killing spree. I like, know. Wh- why are we still telling this story? It's r- ridiculous that it keeps repeating. You know what's so funny is I was going to bring this up anyway, but now we can tie it into what we just talked about. I was kind of grossed out by James Franco's tweets. Oh, I don't know James Franco's tweets. I guess he was stuck on a plane and he was just sort of bummed. <laughs> Did he know why? Yeah, he's like some asshole shot up this terminal or whatever. And like he was so disturbed that he had to sit in this airplane. Um, but um and you know what's so funny is there's a person I know, I know she doesn't listen to the show, so I don't mind saying this. This fucking lunatic, I'm barely her friend, right? She had to go to Vegas for some meeting and she goes, Well, my flight's delayed now. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Sucks for me. And I was like, Oh really? Because I think it pretty much sucks for the TSA agent who just got shot and the people who got injured and the people who had to be evacuated from the airport. I think their sure. lives are sucking a little bit more than your flight got delayed. For and the afternoon. people that like had to see it, like that's horrible. Yeah, that's horrible. What would you do? Mike, could you see yourself being a hero in those situations? No, I don't think so. I think maybe. No, uh-uh. I just don't. What do you think? Oh, no. No. I would be pointing to other TSA agents so he wouldn't kill me. Um, No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be like hiding in the Auntie Anne's pretzels and like just stuffing them in my mouth out of just like panic. But you know, what's funny is I assume that the guy was shot and killed, but he's alive. Well, he got shot four times, I think, right? Yeah. Who shot him, though? Like, who has guns right there? Are there... No, the cops were chasing him through the airport. Oh, before all of this? No, no, no. So it happened, and then he runs uh, away, and then people were ch- their cops were chasing him through the airport. 
That's crazy that he got shot four times, though. Like, yeah. bullets just flying in the airport? That's oh, scary. I know. I know. It's scary. I've been around scarier stuff. Um, Yeah, so LAX shooting, man, that was weird. And I have nothing else to say about it. I mean, it's just crazy, and it's scary, and now... Is there any reason why? Like, so they're interviewing yeah. him. So I know he said that he acted alone. And he hates the TSA, and he wanted to kill them to learn. I actually have it kept up on my internet, if I could tell you. He wanted to... There's actually pictures of when he... um Of when he got shot. But I won't look at them. I don't like seeing that shit. Yeah. Uh, in this article... Oh, he wanted to... Inst- he wanted to... Okay. He had... still qu- fear... In their traitorous minds. So he's nuts, is what you're saying. Because this... Well, right? yeah, because I guess they found out in the note that he called... um. There were some weirdo things that he said, like it includes references to the New World Order and fiat currency, and then it also expresses anger toward the Department of Homeland Security and calls former director Janet Napolitano a bull dyke, which I kind of <laughs> agree with. Something about like he's a Margaret Cho fan and he's mad he's not going to see the end of Breaking Bad. Remember, remember the what was the other guy's name with oh, this weird manifesto? Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, it was Dorner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what, yeah, Dorner, when he was on the run, he was upset he wasn't going to see the Breaking Bad finale. <laughs> so funny. But, yeah, um, and then he wow. said black, white. Oh, you you know what? Um, you might like this, Mike. He actually said he black, white, yellow, brown, I don't discriminate in about who he would kill. I would never kill people. No, but I know, but he's not racist. He was equal opportunity killer. So that's, that's look. Everybody has shadows, and they have positive things. So he wasn't like trying to get anybody. Um, and then I guess nobody knew who he was in his neighborhood where he grew. He, that that was one of the weird things. Is I was so happy he wasn't from originally from Los Angeles. Why? <laughs> like, ugh, I don't want us to be known as kooky people, which I know we already are. That's why I was like, ugh, another Seriously? another kooky Los Angeles person. But uh-huh. he was from Jersey. Okay, which. <laughs> Yesterday at a family party, my brother was, my dad was saying how much he loved New Jersey, which I've never what? heard anyone say that. Yeah. Never, never. They were, it was in relation to how much he hates Philadelphia. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What's going on in San Francisco? Um, well, the story I just told you. And mm-hmm. then also Google. Oh, so CNET, do you know CNET.com? Yeah, uh, they kind of report on tech issues. Or yeah, tech they stories. review like products and stuff. Yeah, so they've kind of been leading the way on breaking this story, which is weird. Uh, but the San Francisco Chronicles now picked up on it, and they've been referring to a lot of the CNET reporting on it. But Google supposedly Google is building this like floating data center in the San Francisco Bay near Treasure Island, um, and it's basically just an island that they have built. Google won't confirm that they are actually responsible for it, but they are um, – the fingerprints are all over it. The reporting from CNET are, is basically confirming it because, like, they drove up to the dock and asked, like, how they can get to the Google building. And – or they acted like they were on official business. So he's like, how do I get to the Google building? And the security guard was like, you have to drive down this way. And, to, like, no, he didn't miss a beat. So he kind of, I think that – it's just not confirmed by Google, but it's weird. It's like this big building just floating in the bay 
um, and nobody really knows exactly what's in it. Um, they're thinking that maybe it's like just data and they're putting it there because it's cool. Uh, like cool temperature wise, it's cool. Um, I don't know, but what do you think about like Google building a secret building in the middle of open water? I can tell you this is probably already like a thousand hipsters who are lined up to try and live on it. <laughs> um, the rents are ready. The, the fictitious rents are already crazy for that floating google island <laughs> um, um so I, I don't know i thought on the daily show they talked about it oh really yeah and um i don't know what to make of it like that's really weird i guess they built another one in like the east coast um on on water yeah on water oh. like like rhode island or somewhere random like that right mm-hmm. and uh yeah google won't confirm or deny that it's them um but I don't know, like, I know that Google's uh, motto is don't be evil or something, or don't do evil, Mm -hmm. but it seems like they've been doing a lot of evil shit lately. For example? Well, this random thing is bizarre, and then there's But there's not, I mean, what's evil about this? Well, then why not tell us what it is? Well, maybe that this is, like, the best security is not... Confirming oh, I'm there. sorry, but I, I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't collect my, like, another task for Joe for the mini episode. But like, um, what? Well, I, I just don't understand what's. If you're gonna say it's evil, maybe back that up. Well, I don't know like, about that being evil, but Google's been up to like really other weird, nefarious things recently, like you know? trying to solve death. Well, not necessarily just that, but like, I, 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 I got to find out what it. Is. I don't have it at the tip of my fingers, but they've been doing some really weird things lately, where they just like, I think a lot. I mean, well. I don't know. I, again, I'm, I'm not, not, gonna say I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think that if you're going to say they're evil, like say what you're talking about, because I don't know of anything evil. They're I just know that I have been reading stories over the past year or so where I'm like, Google's doing weird ass shit. So I will go and search for it and then I will come report back to you. OK. Well, I also know, like, again, why are they being so mysterious? Like, I know I think on The Daily Show, they mentioned if you Google it. <laughs> On the on Google, you can't get what it is, or yeah, you can't zoom in to a certain level. It's blacked out on Google Maps. Yeah, I, I don't know, but that's not it exactly. I will find out. I'll report back to you about the weirdo shit that Google's been doing. But uh, yeah, I, 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 well, first of all, I can tell you that the the founders are big weirdos too. Yeah. Um, but um, go ahead. This is really interesting because I'm reading the Dave Edgar's book called The Circle. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm probably like six pages from the end, so I'll be finishing probably tonight, maybe tomorrow. Wait, why do you just stop six pages from the end? Why don't you just? Well, just uh, time wise, like I, that's where I stopped. Okay. Um, but I um. Oh, the the book is kind of like about Google, I, a a fictitious look at like a Google like company with a huge campus that tries to incorporate all services into the the circle as it's called and they're trying to complete the circle and the the premise really is that individually the people there are not evil nobody there is evil but collectively when they all kind of let go and let the circle take control the circle becomes evil in that it it is not responsible for you know um, making sure it's doing good, whereas those people all are good people. The the mind of this big conglomerate is not so so kind 
Um, so it's kind of interesting that we're talking about it because it so, so relates to the book I'm reading. Well, I think that sociological studies have backed that up. I think that when you have large organizations, very, very large organizations, they, in just trying to survive, they sort of collapse on themselves and they no longer can sustain the original image or the original um, idea that they started out with. That just, it gets so large that it has to have a collective new goal. And a collective, um, a, I guess, com- a communal goal. A part of the, a lot of this has to do with just, I think, the evil that is corporations. Sure. You know, especially publicly traded corporations, um, because in a publicly traded corporation, um, money. Well, like they're responsible to make money. Well, not even that. It's 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 even worse than that. It's because if you're a shareholder, you want to see they have to improve year after year. So it doesn't matter. So let's take a, let's take a, let's take a, a big company like In and Out, right? Mm-hmm. In and Out is still a private company. It's not publicly. It's, the family still owns it, right? So if one year In and Out made a hundred million dollars profit, which is great, like let's say it's their biggest year ever, and the next year they make ninety million dollars profit, which is still amazing, that's like yeah, we're still making ninety million dollars profit. But for a company as publicly traded, that would see be seen as a disaster, sure. you know, and so. Uh, with a corporate, a publicly traded corporation, they have to keep doing better every year, every year, every year, or it's seen as a failure, even if it's doing well. I think that's the problem with Apple. Is Apple's gotten probably to the point where how much better can they do? But their shareholders want to see them grow and grow and grow and grow, and so now they're pushing them to make these inferior products. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So, and I think that's probably what's happening with Google's and trying to compete with everybody. And then I remember there was a This American Life about that whole weird underworld of like. Um, uh, copyright trolls and whatnot. I mean, it gets all crazy in the Silicon Valley. It's bizarre. So, and also you can get into this weird thing too, which seems very George Orwell or some sort of writer like that, where in trying to be so good, you actually land up doing evil. Does that make sense? Like it seems very Animal Farm to me or 1984, where they have these good intentions, but then it just lands up, you become like Big Brother or something like that. Yeah, there's certainly that feel in this new Edgar's book I'm reading. So get this. Again, this is another weird-ass story from L.A. There have been these body parts showing up at water treatment facilities. What? Around L.A. Okay. So in the San Gabriel Valley, an upper torso of a woman just popped up in the water treatment facility. And then 30 miles away, pelvis and legs... <gasps> of, of the a, same person? Of the same person oh, showed no. up. And so like, they're trying to figure out who this is. They think it's a Latina woman, but they're trying to figure out who it is. And here's the whole thing I keep thinking about the whole time. How gross would it be if you're drinking that water? Well, it, they're appearing before. It, the body parts are appearing before it gets like filtered and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they get treated afterwards. But here's the other thing, too, though. I'm relating this to the story of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles where the woman fell in the water tank there and her body was in there for days. And then people were like showering and drinking that water in the hotel. Ugh. So gross. What's funny is I remember having the lesson of um, like the water cycle in elementary school. Where like water is water rains and then you know runs into a river and then gets sucked into a water treatment facility where it gets 
put into your shower and then um, goes into the sewer. Like the whole cycle, right? Uh-huh. All the way back to where it evaporates and rains and gets used all over again. Yeah. So we're learning this cycle. And in the the lesson, I don't know. First of all, this is such a dated reference to tell elementary school kids. But we were told like water just keeps getting cycled and cycled. So the water you're showering with could be the same water that Marilyn Monroe showered with. Uh-huh. Which is a weird thing to tell a kid because I kind of didn't even know who Marilyn Monroe was. But so I remember showering after that thinking of like Marilyn Monroe's bath water like running over me and being kind of grossed out by it. Oh, because Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, well, like someone else basically, but it's still weird. Um, So that's my water cycle story. Um, I read an interesting fact. I don't. They, I remember I read also in the article the fact explaining the science behind this, but how every breath you take contains some particle that Julius Caesar would have also breathed. What? It's really weird. I don't know. Super weird. I don't know. Okay. It was like something having to do with like the way bacteria do something and this and organisms or whatever it was very bizarre but yeah basically how we're breathing the same thing that julius caesar breathed when he was alive so So, between julius caesar and marilyn monroe we're having quite the experience good shower so wait do they not know like the woman they don't know anything they haven't found her entire body though right? they know nothing but no they're gonna use the dna okay so they found her torso her pelvis and what else well pelvis that means her vagina right that's the grossest part if i just saw a floating vagina in water i would think torso included vagina i was thinking like you take like i'm thinking of a barbie so you snap the legs off you snap the arms and head off and that's the torso well they said pelvis and legs 30 miles away so it must be just Everything above the waist is the torso. Then for this, for this, for these people at least, hmm. they haven't found the arms yet. So is there is this foul play then? Because the body yeah, they entered know, yeah, they're one piece, foul play. but it's showing up in two different locations. So like something weird. Well, on. no, they. I think they figured out how that happened too. Like they think that basically, like a body was dumped somewhere, and then in going from one place to the other, got broken up. Hmm. And this is in Carson, you said? No, one was in San Gabriel Valley. I don't know where the other one was. We should buy like stock in like water, bottled water companies that are in the area. No, I think what you do is you get like a little Barbie arm <laughs> and you put it in a bottle of Dasani and you go like, oh, look at what I found. I just drank this. That's horrible. Um, What do you got going on next week in the Bay Area, Mike? Oh, my God. Well, I'm actually leaving the Bay Area. I'm going to Salt Lake City on Tuesday. Um, I am going to be the keynote speaker at an event on Wednesday morning. And um, I'm speaking for an hour on social media and chronic illness management. Um, So that's going to be exciting. This actually is not nerve-wracking, but the participants in the the, um, session get academic credit for it. So they're all uh, diabetes educators or nurse practitioners. So they get credit for listening to me speak, which is weird because I usually. Oh, Jesus, I should be a fucking PhD by now. <laughs> because I'm so inter- uh, educational, you're saying? Mm-hmm. So. Um, That's exactly what I'm saying. 
I, uh, I'm not nervous, but like, I certainly can't just do a shit job. So that's on Wednesday. And then what's exciting about that is I have two friends that I haven't seen in a while that live in Salt Lake. So that's going to be just a good little experience to hang out with them and have some fun. Um, and then on Saturday, I, you might remember, I think last week I told a story about a friend of mine that's been kind of flaky. Oh yeah. So we're hanging out on Saturday. Um, in fact, while we're recording, she just texted me and was like, we have to come up with a uh, a plan for exactly what we're going to do so neither of us flake. Ew. I know. And then uh, on Wednesday, we're not doing uh, – I'm not doing a live show because I'm going to be in Salt Lake City. And I want the record to show that if I ever did this, you would get so angry. And I'm not angry. No. In fact, if you ever did this – if you ever did this, like last week, last week, except for you end up changing everything, I showed up. I w- I would find somebody to replace you, and I would do it myself because we have a commitment. And I'm gonna try and do it myself. It only depends on whether <laughs> I can work the equipment. What's so funny? Nothing. Okay. I will. I'll believe it when I hear it. Oh yeah, I'll do a show by myself. I don't give a shit. I just don't know if I can work the program. I don't know. It sounds hard. You're always like. Like, I don't know. It always feels like you're just doing shit when, like, I'm, I don't want to type on my keyboard. Cause I don't know what it'll stop the recording or not. But, like, it always sounds like I'm here. And I'm like, you're like, oh, wait, hold on. How about now? I'm like, I could never do that. What do you got going on next week besides skipping out on the live show on Wednesday? If I skip on the live show, I skip on the live show. I don't know how to do that stuff. I'm going to try and do it. I don't, this is the weirdest, this is, this is like a pivot like I've never seen before, where you're the one that can't do it, and you're like trying to make it like I'm the one flaking out. Like the no, biz- you, most bizarre pivot ever. You can do, go ahead and do it then. I know, I'll do it. But you're doing like, oh, well, what are you doing this week besides flaking out on the live show? And I'm like, what? You're the one flaking out. Well, I have something planned, just like you did last week, but then ended up changing it on me last minute. Uh, no, I always told you I don't know yet what's going on with this. I go, I'll find out Monday or Tuesday, if it's Wednesday or Friday. And you're like, okay, well, we'll plan anyway in case it isn't. All right. Nice um, catching up with you. All right. Well, I guess we won't do what I'm doing this week. All right, Mike, go to hell. You're really not going to do it? Well, you just said nice catching up with you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um